Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Impact on Tel Radio. My name is Roger Royce and I am coming to you from Palo Alto, California, the heart of the Silicon Valley for Silicon Valley Impact, where we talk to the leaders in the community on philanthropic, charitable, social good, social justice, social benefit causes and corporations. And today we're really happy to have with us Anita Kumari, the founder of Happiness Factors. Hi, Anita. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Roger, for giving me this opportunity to talk about Happiness Factors. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're excited to have you here. I, I know your company. I've known it for a while. I've been following you. I'm watching what you're doing. I think you're really on to something. You're in the right place at the right time. Um, and maybe just you could just give us the brief overview of what your company does. Sure. Thank you, Roger. Well, Happiness Factors is the bridge between mental wellness and the holistic best of the East and West. And by holistic best of the East and West, I mean the solutions we create encompasses yoga, meditation, Ayurveda, Vedic teaching, Sanatan Dharma with energy healing, psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, sound healing, and many more. So what we do is we create one-of-a-kind solutions, which not just targets the um, symptoms, it targets the root cause. So once peop uh, people uh, get exposed to that and they get the proper coaching or the proper uh, tools, they won't have that problem. We'll get rid of the root cause. So I would like to give the example of the weeds, which grows in everyone's garden when whenever there is a rain, right? So every time if you just cut off the weeds from the chop, like most of the mental uh, solutions available out there do, then as soon as it rains, they grow back again. But if you dig deep and get the roots out, then next time, no matter how much it rains, they won't grow back. So that's how the happiness solution factor solutions work. We target the root cause and make sure we get rid of it so that the person can have a happy, fulfilling life. So, so tell me a, a little bit more about that. That sounds really interesting. What, what sorts of tools uh, does happiness factors have that, that really increase happiness and provide people with a more fulfilling life? Is it, a, is it an analytics tool? Is it a software tool? Is it uh, a device? Could you talk more about that? Sure, thank you. So we are creating the whole ecosystem. So we are not just, uh, don't just have a niche tool which most of my competitors have, but we realize that in order to stay long-term and scale quickly and uh, stay relevant, we need to have an ecosystem. And if we see the example in the phone companies, yeah, Apple is the most profitable and the most sustainable company. And that's more because they have an ecosystem, not just a phone alone. So I would say in Happiness Factors, we have an app, which is the first level where it's roughly, I would say 10 to 15 minutes, the first level, where the user has a gamified solution to go through the different processes to pick whatever they are going through, whether it's stress, whether it's sadness, whether it's worry, fear, or any other mental issue. And they are walked through with some solutions, some actions they have to do, and some tips and techniques. And apart from the app, we also have uh, coaching. We have different courses. Already we have published our anxiety course and our stress course, and our leadership course is going to be published pretty soon, within a couple of weeks. And we have three levels for the app as well as for the courses. Because if someone has no exposure to this holistic tools, then they get overwhelmed if we give them everything in one go. So we are introducing it to them and then giving them the solutions. Then we also have one-on-one -on -one coaching um, where we try to give more attention to those people who have chronic problem and need more help than just a course or an app. Uh, 
we also have trainings and webinars seminars also i have a book on happiness which has i have won a few awards for find your happy survivors guide to finding joy in spite of life challenges and in that book also we have real life people who have gone real life problems whether it's bad accidents killing someone with six bullets or going to prison or debilitating accidents or abuse and how they have found happiness in spite of it all and then uh, later on we are also going to have a hardware device as uh, well i see so so initially i guess at its most fundamental level you have an app and yes. it's gamified So yes. there's reasons that people, you know, it's it's interesting and fun to use the app and the yeah. app will, will will kind of focus on something and say hey your happiness is a little off in these areas. Yeah. Here's some things you can do and you should think about doing to improve it. Um and you can go to the next level and actually get into actual coaching with a real person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um so I guess the real secret sauce in what you're doing is the gamification right it makes people want to use this uh, yes. because otherwise they might not might, might not be so motivated Yes and the other apart from that also the neuro linguistic programming part of it because even if it appears that we are saying a simple sentence in the in the solution where we have the video or we have some of the other things but the way we have phrased it is goes to your subconscious Yeah, that that's really interesting. I I got to believe that now is a great time for products like yours uh after the last 2 years of COVID or last year and a half of COVID rather. Um and uh people are depressed, people are cooped up, they're locked up at home, they can't go out, they got to wear masks. <laughs> there's there's been social unrest, there's tremendous amounts of anxiety. Uh yeah. so I got to believe that people really need solutions like this in their life. Is is that part of the reason that you're launching this product now? Yes that's part of the reason and another part is i have come across several people who have one problem and they go to the doctor they are prescribed a medication and that results in many more problems like today oh. only i was talking to a lady and she her son has uh, was initially diagnosed with adhd and they put him on a medication and now they are also saying that he has bipolar and he has anxiety and some of the other ailments so now she is instead of going to the doctor she wants to find this holistic solution because she wants her son to be normal and be back with her because they also think he might be autistic which she doesn't think he's autistic. Yeah, they totally overmedicate in this country, I think. You know, I'll just tell you I was at the doctor's last week. I went in to get just a just routine, just I was get mm-hmm. checked up, checked out and he says, "Oh, you know, we should probably prescribe some cholesterol drugs for you." Yeah. I said, well, "Why would you do that?" And he says, "Well, you've got risk factors because of your age and you're a white male." and because you get heart disease in your family you have risk factors so you get the drugs and said well don't you think we ought to at least check my cholesterol first you know so well, yeah good point we, when we checked it and it's extremely low and i don't need any drugs but i was really shocked just how easily and readily you know this country prescribes medication when there might be other you know more healthy ways of dealing with problems no i totally agree because they tried to do the same to me when i went for my physical and i Uh, because my dad had um, like high blood pressure and i asked them why are you prescribing me the the statin and uh, metformin and they said oh later on you won't have a heart attack but i'll get so many side effects before yeah no kidding you know anita you said something that really caught my uh, attention you said that your product your app uses nlp now i know what that is i know neuro linguistic programming is yeah. but i wonder if you could explain to me what it is and how it is that you can get an app to use such a powerful tool and what it does can you talk more about that sure so 
neuro linguistic programming is in simple words it's nothing but the study of why human beings behave the way they do right what makes someone like me who went through abuse come and open like a happiness company whereas someone else might commit suicide or be clinically depressed for life right because we are all we both are pretty much similar with uh, red blood two hands two legs i would say one mind so neuro linguistic basically studies is what makes people react differently to the same circumstances so how human beings are programmed and usually to targets the subconscious mind which is 90% of our behavioral patterns like today suppose we meet someone who is always in an angry mood so we just think okay he's an angry person but if we go to the psyche deep inside then we will find it might be as early as when we before they were born but something happened which cause them that anger which is right now so much in the subconscious they don't even know the reason but they react that way so neuro linguistic programming is a very good tool to get rid of unwanted behavioral patterns and understand yourself and the people other people so much better about how they are programmed what's the linguistic part of this is it the way you language things on the app and that and that goes directly and it really speaks to people or is it more of a visualization tool can you can you give me a little more concrete example of how that might work sure so in the basic app there is not that much neuro neuro linguistic programming because i want to take people step by step and the apps mm-hmm. have different levels but neuro linguistic programming when we use combines both visualization i would say in some parts where we do a timeline therapy where we ask the person to go way back on when they can remember they first experienced that particular emotion or that particular thing they are trying to change right so they can go as early as some people even go to a past life and so whatever answer they get that's the right answer there's no right or i mean there's no wrong answer and uh, also we ask them to then visualize that they are in a timeline where they go to whatever they found the uh, beginning root cause and then travel back and to get rid of that root cause and how they feel later so we do that a few times and that particular process takes a few hours actually so i'm just trying to like explain in a like a few sentences and uh, so both are involved but both are the verbiage which we use when i'm using neuro linguistic programming is very very certainly um, aiming at the subconscious mind of the client i got it not just okay. the conscious and sometimes i combine hypnotherapy with it especially if they have some uh, i would say chronic issues or if they have uh, some um, bad reactions like i have a friend who whenever she gets stressed out she just uh, breaks out in hives so those require more hypnotherapy as well because they are more wow. mm-hmm. yeah that's quite a reaction well <laughs> you know i think your your timing is is really good for any of the the, the tricks and tools and and uh gimmicks and gadgets we may have to address this problem i i, I don't mean to 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 use those words but you get the idea any of the solutions yeah. that we have because um because like i say so much is is going on in the world but not only that it feels like we're you and i are both here in silicon valley and it feels like the investment community and the venture community is really kind of waking up to how yeah. big a need this is Uh, and i think in the past this is viewed as more you know wellness is viewed as a vitamin not an aspirin and if yeah, that if covid has showed us anything it's an aspirin there's real pain there that needs to be relieved and we're seeing big funds 500 startups recently announced uh, that one of their investment sectors is going to be transformative tech which includes what you're doing wellness and we've seen some really big meditation apps do really well 
So it sounds like you're in the right place at the right time and people must be very receptive to this idea. Are they receptive, Anita? Yeah, the people I talk about too, they all say that I'm at the right place, right time. Even though when I started the company five years ago, people used to tell me, okay, who is going to pay for happiness? Because they didn't realize how important it is, right? Because most people, if you see, they go for momentary ha- happiness. Like they'll go take a drink and feel, uh, I would say, a little bit uh, uh, light and they think that's happiness. But that's this momentary, I would say, feeling, which is not even true because ultimately alcohol is a depressant, right? So long term, it causes depression. But uh, uh, most people don't think about the far reaching or the long term effects. But I think COVID has forced people to think about that. Because if they're alone with their own emotions, they have to deal with it and everything comes up. And I've had this from many people I've talked to also. Like, so they all say that, oh, yeah, you are targeting the root cause. That's really going to make a big difference because everywhere else they go, it's mostly symptom relief. Whether it's uh, if they are prescribed an antidepressant or some other drug or if they are like talking to someone or even if they sometimes the therapy portion only uses the conscious mind, which is only 10% of the psyche. So I would say like some of these problems, they don't need drugs unless it's really, really necessary. Of course, then that should be the last resort because I have another example of three weeks before where one of the people I know really well and she was prescribed a drug she didn't want to take. So they called me and they asked me and I did the research that drug should only be given to someone with schizophrenia or manic attacks. It's not even FDA approved. She doesn't have any of those. She just had a few, I would say, uh, say complaints or uh, problems because of her sister-in-laws and also being cooped up at home. And then just a little bit of ashwagandha and meditation is working wonders. She's ha- as happy as it can be. You mentioned, Anita, that a lot of people want to self-medicate. They use alcohol and drugs. And in fact, alcohol consumption went way up during COVID. And yeah. even <laughs> among, and I know that both statistically and anecdotally, I've had you know people I know were, were sitting at home drinking more, people who didn't drink much before. So uh, this sounds like a really good, healthy solution, huh? Yes, because I would say like uh, in general, I found like here if people hang out or any, to, to enjoy something or if they are sad, they go to alcohol for the solution, which is not really the solution. I would say it will make a world of difference if instead of alcohol, they went to meditation as a solution because meditation gives you long-term impact and long-term solutions. And people like me who have been meditating for a while, I would say any... Any state people want to experience, they can experience during meditation, whether it's ecstasy, whether it's exuberance, whether it's peace, whether it's relaxation. So, but of course, that's uh, calling particular states takes a little bit of time. But I would say even in COVID, they have found like people who do pranayama, which is part of a meditation, one nostril breathing, is improves the oxygen level so much that even if they get COVID, they get better pretty soon because most of the people are having oxygen problems, right? Then they're hospitalized or put on ventilators. But pranayam, when they had tried, and even in India and other places, whoever was doing pranayam, they got better within three days to two weeks, pretty much. Yeah, there's a real mind-body connection there. So um, so you're from India, you, you mentioned, and I think I'm hearing a lot of your personal philosophy kind of come into this company. And I get the feeling there must be a personal story behind this for you to have this kind of passion and dedication to this cause. Can can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe? Definitely a personal story. Otherwise, I would be still in tech with a few houses, few kids and a few cars and not even get into this field. 
So I would say my journey started after um, I was here a few years and uh, I came here with my ex who was my childhood best friend and uh, and because my parents didn't want me to marry him that's why I came here with him and then and I was very young so later on I did my MBA I started getting very successful but he could not take that part and because he could not they take that part he initially started getting abusive and later on he started trying to kill me so which was a I would say wow. a major thing and even that time still because I didn't know anyone and I'm from very I used to be very very naive right and so I just still believed everything he said so what he did is uh, I mean I was referred to a therapist because of the things he did and I was always with my PCP seeing a doctor so she referred me who convinced me to leave while I still could in one piece because she said with his demeanor, he can even like break your hands and legs and pretend to take care of you because then people will feel sorry for him, right? And so what happened is initially I didn't uh, believe them because I'm from India, no one gets divorced. And then uh, uh, gradually what happened is once I went on vacation with him and uh, in Santa Cruz mountains, we were camping and there I was, my intuition told me that he can push me from the mountains and no one will know where I went. And that was the time I think I decided, no, I need to leave. And then so but uh, even like uh, my therapist told me to even if you leave, never tell him you are leaving because he's going to do something because he used to say that if you ever try to leave, I'll kill myself, kill you and set the house on fire. So I used to own a well, house. That could certainly make you unhappy. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I so. didn't even smile or like I would say I totally stopped talking to people and I didn't realize that but people who were my classmates because he's my batchmate right from school so like used to say oh Anita used to smile and laugh so much what happened to her right and then and I thought maybe I'm grown up grown up uh, I'm no longer 16 so people change right so anyway but I didn't realize it was because of him but uh, so what happened is um, after I realized that okay no he's really going to kill me and he started buying so many meat cutting knives and I'm a vegetarian pretty much so no, I didn't even know why he's buying, but he's a non-vegetarian. But anyway, so I one day, so I left with a few clothes. And then later on also, because I didn't know anyone and he knew I'm naive enough, he made me give him the power of attorney. So pretty much kept everything. And that was, I think, a very good growing up experience for me. Because I was out with no one whom I knew here, with no job and uh, no confidence. And nothing, pretty much. I didn't even know I will survive that year, right? So, but that was very character building because uh, that made me not just grow up, but uh, get into self-development. And uh, and they were trying to put me on antidepressants and I knew I had a real situation. So I told them, okay, no, I don't put me on antidepressant. I'll start every day with the gym class. So I started doing kickboxing and Zumba, which again works wonders and started taking courses right from Landmark to Tony Robbins to... Oprah to you name it, I would have done it. And then I later on, I went in, into neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. I did the past life regression, energy healing, coaching, and pretty much for the last 10 years, I have been doing all those courses. And that made me realize that, okay, it wasn't my fault because I used to blame myself because he used to blame me, right? So I used to feel guilty. So I never, like people told me, oh, you can sue him, this or that. I didn't want to do anything. I loved him too much for that, right? So anyway, so I, and I decided I can make whatever money I want to make on my own. And then, so I just, uh, I would say, uh, I was in corporate, I was in good positions, managing seven, eight countries for different companies. I worked for some well-known and some, I would say, smaller companies as well. And in my, one of my last jobs where I was managing seven countries, we had a few colleagues who seemed very happy on the surface. One fine day, some, uh, one of them committed suicide by jumping off a, uh, some rock in Monterey. 
and another one also hanged himself and these two people like looking at them in the work you could never even say that they were like depressed or anything right because everything they had everything the money the the family the houses the cars like money so everything on the surface looked good and that made me realize okay sometimes we need to really go to the subconscious level to realize what's really happening right and they never shared that they had some issues going on and that was i think my catalyst to leave my job and open my company and that time uh, five years ago i think still i was i mean getting over i wasn't totally healed so it took i mean it was a good healing experience for me also to build this company write the book and create the solutions as well as also now i realize that uh, many people go for the wrong solutions when they have these issues and that's no. why maybe these two people whom i knew they did not think they were good enough to live or or if you hear like someone went and shot people at youtube right or in facebook one employee like committed suicide in the campus so so these people like something is going on in their brain mm -hmm. and they need a solution for it mm -hmm. yeah okay okay so i guess what you're saying is that you you uh you had depression from from the trauma of a of a an abusive relationship and you saw that in other people and you saw other people uh having you know even worse reactions than you had and you decided we needed a better solution and that's what motivated you to create this company and also sure. i realized that most of the solutions available out there are medication centric and also one small niche but we are the whole body like mind body and spirit right so we needed more wholesome, wholesome and complete solution so that's another thing which differentiates us from others i see okay i want to thank you for being here with us today this is roger royce from silicon valley impact on tell radio um, and we were talking for the last hour or so with Anita from Anita Kamari, founder of Happiness Factors. Thank you again, Anita. And with that, we're going to close out the show. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. Nice talking with you guys and sharing my story. Thanks for the opportunity.